the nature of spiritual evil is always after two things. It seems to me, and, and you can, to make you afraid and keep you in bondage, like I am bound to you because I'm afraid of you, or to promise you power that is always... Um, Enticing. Yeah, and it's like, it's behind, a, it's behind a screen, it's behind a mask, if you do this thing that you either don't really want to do or you know it's against your conscience, you will gain the secret knowledge, which will lead to yeah. power, which will lead to fame, which will lead to wealth. So do something you're not quite sure about to get something you really, really want. This hidden knowledge. And, that... it's, and, it's, all, and, and it's like the whirlpool that is like deeper, deeper, more secret, more secret, more secret, more secret, more secret, until you're like, until you're crazy. So the spiritual world and talking about demons or any of that stuff is and seems to be to me at least incredibly taboo. Like if you well at least off the YouTube space. Maybe there's like YouTubers okay. who talk about it, but in like social circles, if you bring up like, let's talk about demons, people are like Let's not. Uh, yeah. Let's not talk about that. And I feel like demons are weird. And angels are like plastic, like they're not real. Yeah, exactly. it's just like what, like. But there is babies with wings. So many, like the the why we kind of got on this topic was, I'm just scrolling through YouTube trends to see if like, hey, is there anything trending that we should talk about on the podcast? And I'm just scrolling through, and it's funny because we're kind of talking about something trending. Because I'm scrolling through, I'm like, why do demons always end up, like demonic music videos always end music up Music videos top of the charts trendily. Yeah. You know, from Taylor Swift to whoever else. Little Nas. Yeah, Little oh, Nas. Oh, I yeah, that whole thing. That. To uh, Travis Scott with his whole concert where nine people died. Like, okay, so how does this rapper have an upside-down cross as a stage, all this demonic symbolism in all of the marketing and everything. You're walking through his mouth, which is a representation of this ancient, like, demon uh, mythology. You're way more into... This is all going over my head. I had no idea about any of this. Oh, yeah. Like, you can look at all of this stuff. And then nine people die because of suffocation there. Like, cardiac arrest, suffocation, like, getting trampled... Because people are in this like trance. There's like mothers know, and fathers out there who lost their kids in Houston. This is in Houston. This was crazy. Unbelievable. Like, and that quite literally was like, you can't look at that unless you're just blinded to the to all the facts and you just don't care. You know, yeah. some people that are just like, oh, I'm gonna rage Travis Scott anyway. But you can't look at that and be like, that was godly. You know, or that was normal, like yeah, upside well, down. Nobody's going to say that it's godly, but yeah. at least you you also can't say that it's normal. Yeah, and I think uh, I just have to come right out and say it. This is the biggest thing for me because I remember, especially when the Lil Nas stuff came out, I had a friend who was like, "Yeah, all my friends who are calling themselves Christians, like, are defending it. Like, they don't see anything wrong with it." And the like, the biggest thing for me is like, if you can look that in the face and call yourself a Christian and not have a problem with it, and not see that it is blatantly from the pit of hell. Yeah. Well, I think the the point of like even embarking on this episode is to provide some more context for believers, because there are people in the church that, honestly, it like maybe you're just not aware that there are actual spiritual beings that are manipulating society like and even to say that it sounds like you're crazy a it sounds like bit. a conspiracy theory. yeah it sounds like a conspiracy theory but yeah. it's literally what this book says that's what the bible says the bible that you believe in you say you believe in yeah if you're a christian says that there are demons there are spiritual beings messing with people's minds yeah and 
so one of the, like an example of that would be uh, an example of uh, a manipulation would be yoga. So like there are Christians you're just pushing all the who go and right do now. yoga. You're just like let's find every single button and push 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 push. Well, that that one personally is on top of my mind. I I was recently told um, by a friend that people that are on staff in their church go and do yoga together and and that bothered you well it bothered me because at first they weren't uh at first they were like yeah like it's stretching and i'm like you don't realize what you're saying basically yoga is a worship to a god yes it is a religious practice well we'll say this like it's not us who is saying that if you ask like a Yogis, Hindu yeah. yogi, yeah. they're like, yeah, duh. Okay, like I have actually been to the city, uh, Rikakesh. I've actually been to Oh, you the went birth- to India. I've been to India, been to the birthplace of yoga. Um, and you see so many white people there all tatted up, covered with Hindu religious symbolism. And it's, it's so far that like even the locals think they're crazy. Because they've just wholly bought into it to an even further expect than they are. But all throughout the streets, like you'll have advertisements for this yogi or this yogi. And there are so many reported cases of sexual abuse, oh, uh, taking advantage of people, money, thing, And then, but even more than that, you get there and you just feel this weight, this spiritual yeah. darkness, this weight as you like walk along the river Ganges because it's, it's on the river. People are doing yoga alongside the river as a form of worship. Um, people are being taken advantage of in all of these different buildings. There's idols everywhere. And it it for them, it is worship. It like is they know it. They know it. it. They don't make any... And when people come over, the white people basically, come over <laughs> to learn yoga from these yogis, um, a lot of them get demonically possessed. Like you, we talk to them. They are... Possessed. Yeah. yeah, it seems like, oh, it's just working out, right? It's like stretching. It's these these powerful poses. But that's essentially like saying, hey, I am going to go do the ritual and practice of Islam, but I'm going to pray to Jesus instead. Hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it a regular practice to go to the mosque, do everything that people do in Islam, do the hand washing or whatever and experience all of that with them every week. Where all of its Jesus. meaning yeah, is imbued by Islam. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's essentially the same thing. But anyway, I the, think the I point th- is that there are little things like that where you unknowingly make yourself susceptible to Well, even in things. when we were talking about the music video, this is the thing that that came up as the Taylor Swift music video? Or? Yeah, just the demonic music uh, videos in general. Like the reason why, I think the heart, and, and we can talk about from here, the heart of the matter is that the demonic world is the one that is running the messaging hmm. on what the demonic world is like, and they are liars, period. Yeah. And so if you're listening to the world tell you what the spiritual world is like, you are getting a lie. Mm. If you're let, yeah, like if you're listening to the world tell you what yoga is like, you're getting a lie, right? Because the demonic world is the one running all of that messaging, and you're going to listen to them tell you what they're like, which is the same thing. Okay, now we're stepping our foot <laughs> into a whole new thing, but like drug taking. Okay, the stuff that happens when people take drugs and especially psychedelics. It's like you open yourself up to a spirit and then you trust them to tell you what's going on or what they're like or what their intentions are. And it's like, but they're liars. So when you open yourself up to just like drink lies and believe everything you hear. Yeah. And the problem is you'll see in a lot of these testimonies because you see like former yogis, like yoga instructors that that that. that get saved. And they become Christian, and then they start to expose all of that stuff. Or like, you know, there's that 
uh, Pastor Ramirez or whatever from New York. Oh, yeah. He was like a sorcerer. Yeah, an ex-warlock. Like He literally talks about testimonies where he would do astral projection and like out-of-body experience to meet with what he perceived at the time, at least he perceived, was Satan himself or some type of demonic entity that would give him instructions on what to do and how to rank up in society and in his role as a warlock. And it would get him around really important people and and all of these things. Okay, so this is a side. Do you guys remember the Son of Sand Killer? Have you ever heard? No idea. He was a prolific serial killer. And I want to say it was Son of Sam. I'll, I'll Google oh, that in a second. Man. We're getting too <laughs> crazy right now. Okay. Prolific serial killer. And when they caught him, uh, he said that the neighbor's dog named Sam told him to kill these people. Well, he got saved in prison years later. And then he gave the full story is that uh, he got involved in a demonic cult. Mm. And this either through people or this avatar would manifest and give them a list of people to kill. And so this demonic guide that they were going to to look for power, uh, he was like, that was the thing that was actually Sam. Wow. They, the, 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 the cultists called it Sam. And he's a born-again Christian, led people to Christ now. And I'll double-check that through um, Google while you guys are talking, but it's, it's the exact same thing. It's like yeah. this person gets saved out of it like former witches get saved and then they expose like you have been misled the people who get abducted by aliens get saved gosh listen okay okay i don't want to talk about the bad stuff i want to talk about the good stuff yeah basically the point is like all of that stuff it all has this similar ring to it Mm. which basically is like you can have power you can have wisdom. Yeah. You can have whatever you want by doing what I tell you to do. Yeah. And it goes against your conscience. It goes against, it always is feeding to pride. It's always, and it's all lies. Do you think part of the reason people don't want to necessarily acknowledge that this demonic is real? Because, you know, if you do that, you almost have to acknowledge that god is real too i don't know i think about my time in japan and they are um i mean it's it's hard to make generalizations like this but at least their culture and especially in the past has been very cognizant of spirits Mm. spirits everywhere they call them like yokai i think um i i don't know necessarily but well, and, and that's part of the, well, part of the difficulty is they said, like, kami, the word for God, also is just a general word for spirits. Mm. So, all of these lesser ranking spirits are, you use the same word that you would use to the, describe the most high God. And so, even though they're inundated with the reality of the spiritual world, or at least they acknowledge it, Christianity is not any more popular or any more prevalent than than here where we deny the spiritual world for the most part yeah but i think that's changing i think older people look at stuff like these music videos and they think it's all symbolism it can't be scary because it's not real but i think younger people are less like that yeah i see more sensitivity to spiritual stuff more um treating it like it's reality like crystals and those kinds of things that are new age and treating the spiritual world like there's something to it. So what did we even do? Because we were talking about in the Arky episode how you need the armor of God, Mm -hmm. which is honestly being someone who in my younger years was around more of this occultic demonic stuff, like just on the peripheral, like just close enough to like peer in and be like, Oh, don't want to be in there. You know, Hmm. that it's confusing. Like, especially whenever you mix in drug use and all of these things, it's, and like Medusia said, it's, um, it's 
religious in nature in the sense of it sucks you in to this view of the world and understanding. So, well, okay, that's interesting because I think that you could say a lot of things about the way so the demonic world is always a corruption of what God wants to do. Yeah. So there are these really hairy similarities, but the the longer I've talked to people who've experienced things like this and studied in the Bible, um, the nature of spiritual evil is always after two things. It seems to me, and, and you can, to make you afraid and keep you in bondage, like I am bound to you because I'm afraid of you, or to promise you power that is always um, enticing. Yeah, and it's like it's behind a it's behind a screen, it's behind a mask. If you do this thing that you either don't really want to do or you know it's against your conscience, you will gain the secret knowledge, which will lead to yeah. power, which will lead to fame, which will lead to wealth. So do something you're not quite sure about to get something you really really want. This hidden knowledge, and that... it's and it's all and and it's like the whirlpool. That is like deeper, deeper, more secret, more secret, more secret, more secret, more secret until you're like, until you're crazy. Which is wild that you say that. It's like the hidden knowledge because we've talked about the Bible verse where it says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to seek it out, you know? And so there's this thing that God does about creating mystery and things to be understood and discovered and unfolded because there's like this part of God that loves adventure and discovery and like for anyone who wants to step into that's why like you know it's you know C.S. Lewis and Mere Christianity says like you know God doesn't just write I am God in the sky because then the you know there's no question you don't need to have faith to believe it you're just like well there it is but it's almost like God's inviting whoever wants to actually know me, come, come, and it's come never see me. It's not like it's not a secret; like it's hidden. Um, so actually, the Greek word for mystery hmm. is um, so like when you do a mystery movie. Uh, so like, um, I really liked uh, Knives Out. Oh yeah. But when you do a mystery movie, or like any of the Sherlock Holmes, or what's the guy with the mustache? Orient Express. I don't know. But oh, he's also super famous. You just made me think of Pink Panther. Agatha Christie. Inspired oh, the yeah. <laughs> so the, 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 the mystery is not... So we think the mystery is the hidden thing. But actually, in Greek, that word mystery is, is the end when the... Um, when Sherlock Holmes or whoever puts all the pieces together and reveals it. So a mystery is the 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 whole point of the mystery in the mm. Greek is that you reveal it, is that it's available, like the secret has access to it, and that's always how God works. Is it's not discernible. He doesn't give it away. You don't cast pearls before swine, but for anybody who wants to know you can come get it for free. Hmm. And that's like wisdom in Proverbs. Is She stands at the corner of the street shouting to anybody, if you'll come to me, I'll give you freely, and I'm telling you exactly what I'm going to give you. Yeah. And Folly says the opposite thing. She says, if you come to me, I'll give you something secret. I'll let you hide something that you're doing, where wisdom, everything she does is out in the open. And that's the whole point of Jesus like coming to earth. Yeah. Well, and dying on the cross and raising from the dead was in front of everybody was was revealing true power, mm-hmm. and it's wild that like doesn't doesn't it say he like put an end to death? Like what what is what isn't there like he he came to shame spiritual beings? Like yeah, there's like so all this. It says language that he, there. he stripped them naked. Basically, and exposed all their lies for what they are, for being lies. So think about it maybe in this way. You are promised power. If I do this, I will be powerful. If I go here, I will be powerful. Um, From anything as small as the deceitfulness of wealth, if I chase after money, do you know what I mean? To anything as big as witchcraft, do you know what I mean? 
if I do these things, I will be powerful. And Jesus, by the cross, stripped all those lies naked and exposed them. Because Jesus said, if you choose the path of humility and service to God, that's how you have true power. Yeah. And and so by the cross, he shows everything else for being an absolute bald-faced lie. Yeah. And it's it's wild because it's like demonic power is cheap. Mm-hmm. Like anybody could do it and get it if they're willing just to... Well, it's costly in that there's always a sacrifice. It's a costly internal, eternally. Like but, it truly is the most yeah. costly option, but... It never requires self-denial. It It doesn't feel like it. But then with Christianity, it seems like it costs you everything. But it actually really, in reality, costs you a drop in the bucket to what you're actually getting from it. Yeah. So it's just like two different deals. It's like the red and blue pill kind of thing. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, this, it looks real juicy and good. Like, you know, the, um, what is it? The enemy masquerades as an angel of light, you uh-huh. know? Like, here you go. It looks real good. And then, like, to to be a Christian, to follow Jesus means to die? Like, oh, gosh, I don't want to But die. Jesus promises if you yeah. give your life, then you will, I will give it to you. I will give you life. And it's not a secret. He said that yeah. to the masses. Like, there's a point where he was talking to his disciples, and then it says he turned around and told the entire crowd, if you want to follow me, you have to die. But if you die, uh, anyone who saves their life will lose it. Anyone who loses their life for my sake will save yeah. it. I think a big part of, like, not wanting to talk about this stuff is, like, how are you going to, like, walk through life not knowing what you're up against, not knowing that there is principalities that there are spirits that are manipulating things so behind the scenes so it's not your like your wife that you're mad at or your husband you're mad at or your friend that you're mad at or your pastor like there are other things being manipulated like the church isn't off the hook just because you're a christian you're not off the hook to be toyed with oh yeah you you probably have a bigger target on your back in some ways okay so let me are you saying can Christians be possessed? That's the big. <laughs> that's the button. I'm not can Christians saying be that, possessed, but we can venture into there. I would. I, I am just asking. My first answer would be no. Okay. Like, but I don't know for sure. I mean, there. It depends on what you define as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, the question is, can you go out of your father's house and go waste your inheritance in a city? Okay, you know what sure. I'm saying? Like. Okay, so I think, I think there's always redemption, but from my personal experience, and some have heard my testimony before, but like the time I walked in darkness, it really felt like it was a one-for-one healing process on the other side of like being back in obedience to Jesus, hmm. like a one-for-one time-wise of re working of God, like working out. Okay, like we got to fix that, you know you went down a line of thinking in this other way and every fork in the road got undone one by one yeah exactly okay and so like there's real consequences to you know living in darkness which you're saying could for a believer could include all all kinds of could include someone who has stuff yeah who has possessed or professed jesus as lord I think, but does that mean that someone who confesses Jesus as Lord can be possessed? I don't know. I don't even, I don't even know if I really know what being possessed is. I've seen people like on the streets, and I'm like, oh yeah, they're that For guy's sure possessed, possessed by demons. Like in Austin, on several occasions. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure we were together in Austin, and we're like, that guy's possessed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. What's, what's difficult about it is that in the New Testament, there's only one word. It's the word demon as a verb. Mm. So, so we draw all these lines in, practical experience, in our practical experiences of like well, demonic oppression, demonic possession, right. whatever. But in, in the Bible, it's just one word, demonized. All these people have one thing going on, and that's they're demonized. And so that isn't actually 
insinuate that a demon's inside of them, does it? Well, but at some point, you know what I mean? There's like unequivocal, like the guy in the tombs. Yeah. These demons are using his mouth to talk. That's, you know, these demons are giving mm. him supernatural strength and using his mouth to talk. And so there's another level. But I, so, so this is what I think, uh, or where I'm at right now with it, is that Christians can absolutely be demonized as in they can suffer attacks from demons. But it seems like, and you can tell me, is that when you are possessed, there is like an open door, and especially to your will, where you go like, I, I'm ready to do what you say, or I want to do, or um, I just think about when you act out in your spirit. Like when yeah. my spirit is let out, which is like my emotions, my thoughts are just open to being expressed, but I have let something else in to express itself yeah. through me. Um, but there does have to be like a a level of allowance, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, well, that's, you know, for some reason it makes me think of, because I was watching Dr. James Tour talking and someone asked him about UFOs. And he talked about, and this is something that I've studied as well and can see is that the occurrences of UFOs or these phenomena or whatever are more uh, frequent in heavily uh, in places that are heavily heavily have heavy occultic activity, like mm. that people are doing drugs, like psychedelic drugs, rituals, occult all this stuff. stuff, occult stuff. Yeah. Um, more often and so like it seems like because you, you you know you look at the bible project video that kind of explains how sp it seems like spiritual beings have localities sometimes mm -hmm. so you like walk into a neighborhood or you go to a country this is something we talked about mm -hmm. and there's like a spirit to the place like there's like you feel some stuff something new affecting you non-physically and then I think that has something to do with like a mass amount of people collectively accepting an openness to being manipulated by these beings. Hmm. It would have to be. So there is I so what I guess instead of like keeping this all in the the air and getting to the heart of like why we would even want to talk about this is what are the ways that people or even believers or people in the church or whatever accidentally open themselves up to these kind of things? Is it through music and, and stuff like that? Is it through like drug use? Yeah. You know, I, it's it like seems... if weed's legal, like why is it bad for a believer? You know, like just in my, um, I think there's a lot of things that we probably could and, and might even should tackle one by one. Yeah. But I think first and foremost in my mind, and especially on, I think, I think in every generation, there's a different kind of response to it, but fundamentally it's the same. And it's either this thing isn't real. And so I don't have to worry about it. Mm. But the Bible says it is very, very, very much real and you do not mess with it don't mess with it. Like that music video, don't mess with it. The horror movies, don't mess with it. And, and then I think yoga. But, yeah. <laughs> don't, I, I don't mess with it. But the, then you have another, and I think young people are different. Not that they don't think necessarily that it's real, but they think that it's neutral, like that everybody can get along, that it's all going to be okay, that it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, you can put on devil horns in this music video and it's not like you're doing anything you know what i mean like they think that or it what seems like halloween? they no i do not mess with halloween hmm. i do not mess with it but okay so i would say that would be an example of like one that commonly that it's neutral be, yeah b believers in the church in the west at wide would be like come on michael like well, and that's the thing. It's it's it seems to be one of those two things. Either it's not real, so it's not a big deal, 
Mm. Goblins, ghosts, they're not real. Ghosts are very real. The Bible talks about ghosts. Ghosts are real. Ghosts. Yeah, ghosts. It talks about ghosts. Yes. Dead people, their spirits coming back into the earth to talk to people. What? Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Samuel comes back from the dead. His ghost, his spirit comes back from the dead and has a conversation with well, Saul. I know what you're talking about there, but are you sure that it wasn't just a demon acting like? The Bible says the spirits of the dead. It says, do not try to contact the spirits of the dead. Why would it tell you not to contact them if you couldn't? That's like telling you, don't fly around the room. Like, don't sprout wings and fly around the room. Yeah. So there's definitely something. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. And and that's exactly, that's exactly the, that's not real. No, the Bible treats it as a very real thing. Well, I just didn't know the Bible said it. Yes. The Bible treats it well, as a very I, I real thing. I know that story, but I, I just I always associated it with like, oh, that's just a demon acting like he's Samuel. The Bible says it's a very so either people say it's not real, so it's not a big deal, or they say it's it's neutral, these spirits are not to get me, and I think that that is the impact of new age thought on younger mm-hmm. generations, where like I'm a part of this spiritual world and I have a place in it and yin yang it's all the same nobody's like there aren't malicious spirits but the bible says like clear line good or bad god's side or not and so just to take what the bible says about the spiritual world very seriously yeah is that it's very real and the things that are not on god's side are out to destroy you period you can't mess with it. You can't play with it. You can't have power over it outside of Jesus. It wants to destroy you. And if you give it an inch, it will take you a mile. Mm. You know? If you if yeah. you mess with it, it will it will take it will drag you around. Okay, let me um play the opposition a little bit. Go for it. So a guy like on YouTube, uh uh what is his name? Salzavar? Uh, Isaiah Salzavar, he basically um, talks about, you know, like casting demons out of people. He talks about these things in the music video. And that's like his whole channel is like exposing uh, weird, occultic, whatever. Um, Do you think that can ever become like us exposing these things? Do you think it can ever become problematic where that becomes like the main thing and that's all we talk about because you were even saying like because i I, when before we started recording i was like i feel like it's so taboo like no one wants to talk about it and then you're like well you're like i feel like everybody's talking about it on youtube yeah (laughs) and so it's like you got your view of people are talking about this on youtube all over pastors and different things and uh but in my view, like in a normal world, normal day-to-day, no one w- is really wanting to talk about this. So your your first question about, there, I think my response will be related, yeah. but your first question about can you talk about it too much? And I just go back to like the demonic world seems to only be trying to do one of two things, either make you afraid of it so that you let it have have its way um, or uh, make you fascinated by it so you go deeper and deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. Mm. And as a Christian, even a Christian who like loves the Lord and wants to follow Jesus and all of that stuff, the same thing can work on you. Like the demonic world can still demonize you in those ways where you either don't want to talk about it because you're afraid of it because you think they can have some power over you when the Bible says absolutely not. Jesus has all authority on he- in heaven and on earth. Okay, explain that. Because you said a Christian can be demonized. Yeah, so, that a demon can attack but them. But how can they have no power over... You know what I'm saying? Like, you're saying they have okay. no power, but they can attack you. Um, like you it, can be demonized, but they have no power over you. Uh, those seem like contradictions. It's like, me. it's all bark and no bite for okay. a Christian. For a non-Christian, if you don't have the blood of Jesus protecting you, you're toast. Like yeah. it, it, it does have a bite. But those. So what about like? Because I've had a serious, like a, a time period where I just had nightmares, like every night for maybe I don't know ten days straight or something like that. Yeah. And 
when I started to like take authority over it and pray about it, it went away. Yep. And exactly. But um, that I've, that was a real experience of being tormented to a certain extent and i'm like yeah oh, i yeah. know that wasn't god giving me nightmares and weird you know demonic yeah. dreams well i mean oh, yeah. if i could toss yeah something out there past experience you know had like supernatural encounter in my room it was demonic name of jesus cast it out was it uh was it a? it was like one of those sleep paralysis i it's, knew it. it's sleep paralysis everybody's got one everybody bro. has one i found and, except for me i don't I actually but the thing is it's like People are like, oh, it's it's demo- it's not a demon. It's a natural phenomenon. I said, name of Jesus. I immediately was able to move again. Thing left. But um, that's always the story. It's, a, it's yeah. always but the story. Going bro. back to like, why do they allow it to happen? One of the things you were saying, it's like they are master liars and master distractors. Mm. And a lot of Christians are demonized because they don't actually know what the cause is. Like, I mean, I, I firmly believe that like there are a lot of illnesses that, uh, are rooted in supernatural demonization. I mean, you... Can I tell a story? Well, I mean, uh, Teen Challenge. Huge, does huge amounts of rehab work, and they they will admit, like, sometimes it's like you try to help a person over and over again get well, and it's not until they pray over that person and cast out whatever it is that the healing actually comes. Wait, okay, so there's something cool to, to know on top of this. So my uncle, his name is Dr. Kendall Stewart, He's practices neurosensory centers of America, and he personally talks about how he believes that the spiritual world is actually molecular, that it affects your biology on like a cellular level, and that go on like that's all he really that's all he really said, but it was in terms of like disease, sickness, chronic illness and stuff like that, that there's actual, like, people can be uh, biologically, and this is a top-level, used to be a neurosurgeon, he's a top... uh, Okay, okay, so on a cellular level, you're right, this is the the story that that Michael made me want to tell. Um, I'm not going to use their name because I don't have permission to retell this story, but uh, we had a friend who was a missionary in Indonesia where... I think Islam is a huge deal, but also like folk Islam. So it's got a whole bunch of, you know, witchcraft stuff mixed in there. And he was there for over a decade and really successful missionary in Indonesia. He um, comes back to America to be um, basically levels higher. So over missionaries in that part of the world. And he like walks into his office and he sees his secretary and she has this Indonesian shaman mask. And basically he was like, no, like I, I left all that stuff behind to come to America. And here it is like in this lady's office, it's like following. And he's like, he's like, she's like, Oh yeah, it's a souvenir. Either somebody brought it back or they brought it back. And her husband had cancer, like immediate boom, really heavy duty, gonna kill him type cancer. And he walks up to her. He's like, you need to destroy that mask. And they do. They burn the mask. And uh, and then her husband got healed of cancer. So, yeah, the materialist would be like, well, that's just a, you know, nah, dude. happenstance. Nah, no, well, I, no, I mean, no. you even look at the Bible, like Job. Okay, so like it, it looks like story of Job. Permissions have to be granted in some way. Either God granted it or mm. if you extrapolate that further, a human in some way, like Adam, gives the demonic authority over them permissions whether by engaging through occultism or something like that you look at job like he was physically struck yeah you know, and he was a righteous man okay but permissions were granted to make him sick so i think that's going all the way back to what the heart of what we were trying to say was yeah. um a christian can be attacked but with the power that Jesus has and has deputized to his followers, yeah. um, you can command that thing to not mess with you anymore. Okay, yeah. What's wild about that is my so my aunt, who was a missionary to Sri Lanka, where she's around ton of that, ton yeah. of that th- demonic stuff. Uh, basically, I got uh, an autoimmune disease that was like a skin autoimmune disease, and 
I come around and she looks at me and she goes, you know, that's a curse, right? And I'm like, uh, no. And I'm like, I just like, I'm like, I'm not listening to you, you know? Were you walking with the Lord at this point? Yeah, I was. Oh, and you still didn't listen? Well, I just, my friends were like, it's just a, it's probably just poor communication to just like be like, hey, guess what? Your disease is a curse. And then like, it's like, okay, but what am I like? I don't know. I'd be kind of excited. I'd be like, thank God I can deal with it. I mean, but remember Chris? Our uh, Chris? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Our friend, our other friend who, same thing. Well, a yeah. similar thing where he had this persistent injury that would not heal. And somebody got a prophetic word that it was a uh it's just curse. weird to hear. You'd rather like the medicine you're taking just fix it, you know, than and yeah, it was in our materialist it was world. Early on, yeah. In our materialist world, we would rather the medicine fix it than engage with the spiritual world. So I had this sickness for years and that was always in the back of my mind. You know, it's a curse. Like I'm like, oh and just never got better, never got better until we like I was just sick and literally sick and tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired and was like, got like 10 guys together and was like, Hey, we're going up to my room. And I just like laid on the floor and for two hours, they're just praying over me and you could feel like, and they got like prophetic words and like images and our, our friend Brandon saw like basically a double helix serpent that was made of bone. And it was, uh, and when they were praying for me, I felt something moving around my body. And then eventually, like, because everybody was praying, it, like, went up to, like, the top of my shoulder. And, like, not, at, like, something, I don't, it wasn't, like, actually something was, in like, in there physically, but it was, like, this, just feeling, and it all went to the shoulder, and then eventually it was just, like, gone. And then I got better. I never, like, the sickness went away. My skin healed. Um... And, but it wasn't until like we sat down and prayed and like I had access to really good medicine, like the best stuff and it's taking all these supplements, trying to figure it out. And then it just, okay, listen, we just have to make sure that we say this. We are not doctors. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm, we're not saying that your chronic illness is a curse. No, we're not saying to stop taking your medicine, but we are Christians and we do believe that sometimes there's more to this stuff than meets the materialistic eye. Especially, That's what we're trying to say. Don't stop taking your medicine. Especially if you have had or engaged in the occult. Like, Bailey, I believe mm. you told me part of your testimony and that you were actually dating somebody around that time or before that that actually was in engaged in occultic practices. I went on a date. Yeah, a date. So. I mean, I'm pretty sure she was not and happy. And then when you with broke you up after, with her. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Don't know. Okay. But yes, yes, that is like, like if there might be some healing there, some, uh, what is it called? Deliverance. Yeah. There you go. What do y'all think of deliverance ministry, like deliverance ministries? Jesus did deliver. Okay. The only thing with deliverance ministry that I'm like, is the gap between what the Bible actually says and what deliverance ministers often say in terms of practical yeah. stuff. I like, I see the gap between it and I'm just like. You know, like people are like the squid spirit or the anaconda spirit or the, you know, and I'm just like, none of that stuff's in the Bible. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to like just dismiss it outright, but it is hard for me to bridge that gap when there is not, there's not a single shred of stuff connecting a lot of that stuff back into the Bible. Yeah. So I just kind of, and I, and I know that people need to be delivered. I know that there's dem demonic spirits and that. You know, they really get cast out, but yeah. the yeah, the gap between the Bible instruction and the practical application that a lot of deliverance ministers talk about. I so, is it the name of is it. it the name of Jesus that casts out demons? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's what Paul did. Yeah, like in the name of Jesus, get out of that girl. Yeah, and that's it. And G and Jesus had his own authority, so he just said like, leave. So. Go. I, I don't know if this is my ADD brain, but I did think of a one way that uh, people often or can be susceptible to demonic influence, and that's with acting. Like you hear it a lot, or that like a lot of the, the different arts, right? So like you hear it a lot with uh, with actors who played a role. Like think about the Dark Knight and the Joker role, mm -hmm. and like 
you play this evil role for so long that eventually that like opens you up to these spirits and you hear these people talking that play like evil roles and and different things like that they're like yeah it was like i was another person was controlling my body on stage oh yeah lots of performers of different kinds of arts describe inviting a spirit to come take over their body to perform for them jim caviezel who played jesus in uh Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ, the most famous, the literally, I think it's the most famous movie in the world, like that's ever been produced. Yeah, somehow I feel like I've heard somebody yeah. say that. But. It's definitely like it was one of the top grossing movies in the world for a while. Yeah, yeah. rated movies. And uh, he 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 goes because he did Sound of Freedom, right? And in the interview I was listening to him talk, he said, "You," he's like what many actors do wrong is they go to the devil to try to figure out how to play and play evil to how to represent evil he's like you don't go to the devil to try to represent evil you go to god to show you how to represent evil that's right i have a follow-up story there was i can't remember his name uh he was one of the more famous uh western villains and everybody that saw him was like you just play a villain perfectly like and he, he didn't do it in like the gross way like not like uh the freaking tattoo joker right no around. yeah but no like this guy it was cold calculated cruel very intentional and when he played the villain and just it was it it literally was just like looking at somebody that like could come up to you swindle you be your best friend and then stab you in the back with the hardest betrayal and they're like how do you do it and he's like I am a Christian. I know what true good looks like. And because of that, I know what true evil is. And that's yeah. how he played that role. So, I think, man, we're all over the place. And this is... And it's awesome. And it is awesome. But I think... I like how much, you know, we're all we're all contributing. This is fun. The It seems like the point that we keep coming across over and over again is either one of those two things is either fear and i've even seen christians who now we we're we're in a pentecostal community and i have seen christians who encounter demons like begin to shout and freak out yeah. and pour scream a big and, jug of vegetable oil you know all kinds <laughs> that's of that's literally uh, like a testimony yeah, that actually Like, we had happened. friends that took a big jug of vegetable oil and didn't know what to do because this guy was freaking out. And they just doused it. Just <laughs> so basically, with corn oil. So all of that stuff of, like, fear and responding in fear and not in a calm... Like, the Spirit of God brings rest. Yeah. The Spirit of God brings peace. The Spirit of God dispels all confusion. So, like, shouting, screaming... Fe- like all of those responses of fear and that's Starting the thing up the lawnmower is if the <laughs> if the devil against christians against a real holy ghost filled christian if the devil is all bark and no bite fear basically is his num is his only tactic his yeah. only tactic is to make you afraid and push you off of the authority of god and that peace and rest that is in the holy spirit Okay, you say all bark and no bite, but can't like demonically possess people, kill people? Like Jesus was crucified, you know, and oh, he let himself be crucified. That's true. That's true. It wasn't, yeah, but yeah. And I, so I think it's rest in the power and authority that is in Jesus Christ. And if and if a demon can get you to be afraid of the power and authority that is in Jesus Christ, then they win. But if you cannot succumb to the fear and rest in in knowing true good, not being drawn into or yeah. to focus your eyes on the fear of evil, but to yeah. focus on the love of good, or the other thing is to um, to be sucked in by fascination and mm. curiosity and the secrets of, you know, whatever. And even a Christian can think, I'm learning about the tactics of the enemy and I'm drawn in by curiosity to UFOs or aliens or drug taking or whatever. And both of those responses, you are in the devil's court. Like you are playing his game. If you're 
tantalized by curiosity. What about conspiracy theories? Like, is if that you're tantalized on? by curiosity, yeah. I think you're in. You're playing the devil's game. If you are tantalized by curiosity, or you are driven by fear mm. to not rest in God, to love God, to think about yeah. Jesus and His power and His authority and the rest that comes from His Spirit, like that is where life and freedom is. And yeah. if the devil can move you away from Jesus, he's winning. Okay, I want to add on to that. So I feel like we'll touch on that verse in James, demonic wisdom. So Ooh, that that's one, a good verse. So that one knocked my socks off. What verse is it? Talk about. So if you want to pull it up, it's James 3, 13 through 18. Um, so James actually is warning believers that they can allow demonic influence into their life um, and I'm just going to read the verse, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is above is first pure, peaceable, gentle. Um, but going back to that, it's a demonic wisdom. Like doing mm. things of the world in this way is not actually the world's way it's a demonic way and a christian believer can actually open themselves up to being influenced into acting more mm. like these ways like you are literally if i mean you you go to a church where there's well um envy self-seeking and amb ambition just raw yeah. ambition the, the devil's having a field day there yeah the devil's having a field day i think yeah. any any time where you um when your reasoning, so this it's the wisdom that is from the demonic realm. Any time where your reasoning is based off fear, is based off um, shame, is based off pleasure and desire, or is based off pride. Mm. If you're thinking through something and your reasoning is based on one of those things, you are using demonic wisdom. But if it's re if it's if your thinking through is based off trust, love rest, life, um, unselfishness, thinking about someone else, then you're using, well, and here, here it is, pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, mercy, good fruits, impartial, sincere. Mm. Anytime you're thinking through things in that way, like you're thinking godly and even if you come up against demonic forces if you think about them those ways there is no reason to fear but you like the devil can make you play his game if you think through fear shame selfish ambition desire pride in the in in that that thought process you're playing his game mm. Mm. and in that way a christian can be demonized yeah. Yeah. If, if Satan can get you to fight him on his terms, he'll win 100% of the time. Like, if a Christian tries to fight Satan in any other way other than Jesus and God's way, you'll lose. But Satan literally can't stand up. It doesn't have a leg to stand on when you confront him in, in the biblical, well, Holy Spirit filled way. So, what about, uh, you know, like you can talk about pharmacia, you can talk about these things, but. What about like science? When science starts to get in the realm, can demonic stuff be science? Like, can you start to use science to? Okay, so I I had this I had this question. You know, like Neuralink or something. I remember like splicing genes. I remember I was talking to somebody in my small group, and um, a friend of ours from Mozambique told us this story about, like, yeah, their warlocks and witches fly yeah. on on carpets. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, it's like normal. And, and there was a news story about this church that had a hole in its roof because a witch was flying over the church and lost all her demonic power and fell through the roof of the church and died in the sanctuary, like splat dead. God. And so I'm telling What's this story, up? I'm telling this story at small group and these guys who, do not believe in the supernatural world yeah. or like don't give it very much credit. Yeah. Um, They're like, no. Yeah, they just said, no, that does not happen. No. <laughs> and and basically... Why, yeah, why do we have that? Like, that's the reaction even believers have. Like, even people that acknowledge the Bible say, nope, like, 
There's nothing outside. Like, why do we have that reaction? Is it because of the propaganda we grew up with of materialistic worldview? It has worldview? to be. It yeah, has it's to crazy. Be. It's just like been driven into our minds and our thinking. I wish. Like, I wish I could remember. I, C.S. Lewis, I think, has one of the most clear heads on on this kind of stuff than anyone I've read. Yeah. But but that quote, that really famous quote from the Screw Tape Letters about like. If we make people religious, then the, he's talking from the perspective of a demon. If we, if the demons make people religious, then they'll worship them, but they also might find God. But if we make people materialists, they won't believe in God or us. And which, then we'll get no. But we won't get any worship. Yeah. And he said the our key objective is to make the materialist magician, the person who thinks he's dealing with science, so called, but really he's accessing. Yeah the demonic world. And, and, and so I think that's, there are two different tactics. One in so many parts of the world is to make it open, but so fearful and oppressive that you bow to the will of the demonic world. And the other is just to make you forget about them. And that's why we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Cause the only reason you know to stop going down a rabbit hole on YouTube about conspiracies is because you get that little check in your spirit. Yep. That so says many like, times. Hey, don't, you know, go. And then you're like, but, God, you know, and then you're just like, maybe just and, a little bit more. That's exactly the secret knowledge. You're like, I want to know. And yeah. the Holy Spirit is like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Like, you've had enough. Because knowledge is not the end all be all. Like, there is demonic wisdom. Yeah. And it's not good to know. Like, there's things that you would be better off not understanding mm-hmm. and not knowing. And it's like, what's crazy is we're venturing into a world where. We're going to have to be prepared to make some crazy choices that we never thought we would have to make, like getting a chip in our brain that is here today. You can get a chip in your brain today. They started human trials. Okay. Well, here's, here's the other side. Um, when that's science, we think we're talking about science. Yeah. But, you know, just go a thousand years ago and somebody says, like, you, what you need is an amulet mm. to wear around your neck to ward off from evil spirits. I, you know, there's not a one-to-one analogy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but it's like you hide this language in, you know, a scientific sense, and we have to make those decisions. But thousands of years ago when, or like in some places in the world, it's today, you know what I mean? Like the the spiritual world is so real and alive, you have to make this decision about, should I wear the evil eye around my neck to ward off spirits? Yeah. You know, and they, they have to make these spiritual decisions where we have There's to... There's an evil eye emoji. Yep. Yeah. And the and the hand that wards it off. Yeah. Isn't there also a middle finger emoji? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's <laughs> godless, but here I am with my bite out of apple phone. male pregnancy emoji i love apple i'm sorry unfortunately their products are are the best um what were we talking about why we were talking about like oh science yeah technology i i think that um we, we've i've said this almost exactly before in another podcast but basically yeah. the spiritual world cannot be denied it is real it is there. It will not go away just because you don't want it to be there. Um, oh, okay. So the, the magic carpet, this is why I was talking about this. Because basically my point was like, those beings are there. They And they operate on a spiritual, they operate in the spiritual world. The fact that you don't understand it, you call it magic or supernatural, but they're a part of God's created order. Yeah. So if a spirit being can lift up a magic carpet with you on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just what it can do. It's part of the created order of things that it can do. But the fact that you don't understand it, you think it's magic. But as science progresses, what we're doing is we think that we're reaching into, oh, this is the natural created order of things. But when you when you cross the threshold into the spiritual realm, you can still begin to figure out the created order of the spiritual realm and master it. So and that you might think that's science, yeah. But actually, well, I think that's a worldview issue, right? Anybody ignorant of the science would just call it magic. The yeah. fact that you can—I'm so sorry. I mean, but I'm just going to be real. The fact that we can kill an unborn child in a woman's womb and then repurpose its cells to heal people—that's called necromancy. 
Yeah. We call it science, stem cell research, but that is called necromancy. Yeah. That is death magic. And and just to be clear, there is, uh, there is, uh, what is it called? Moral ways to get stem cells other than aborted babies. Yeah. But that is a way that some people get stem cells. And you see that <clears throat> those stem cells actually are much more likely to cause cancer than stem cells getting other gotten other ways. Yeah. It's death magic that brings yeah. a curse on you. Like go figure. Yeah. Yeah. Or or a whole host of other things that we call science. But if you were try, if you were to try to explain to somebody like a peasant farmer in the 1200s that we can do this stuff now, they would call you a magician and they would be right. Yeah. It's just that we and once you cross that threshold into understanding how the spiritual world, spiritual world works yeah. and you unlock its secrets as part of the created order, that's we could we're just going to push through that boundary and keep calling it science when it's no longer science. Well, yeah, because it's likely that because if if demons are just spiritual beings who are in rebellion, then they're only able to use the things that God has given them access to, which is, you know, the the the, the universe or the material created order of things. Yeah. And so maybe what, or whatever secrets belong to the spiritual world that we're not aware well, of yeah, they perfectly but, are but maybe like those things aren't so far out of reach for humans and that kind of like goes to the tower of babel no, we got to table, table that we got to <laughs> table that Tables that is definitely <laughs> that is definitely worth talking about but we got to we got to say like yeah. quantum scientists do believe there's at least 10 dimensions science like literally now is just like okay like we understand there are higher dimensions than ours and like if you if you looked at that in the past, uh, the theologian knew that for s- millennia, th- yeah. those higher dimensions existed. Uh, what is that quote? It's like the scientist struggles trying to climb the mountain of ignorance and gets up there and for and realizes that the theologian's been there the whole time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's a good quote. Yeah, that's true. So, what's the heart? The heart is. The spiritual world, I'm not going to say demons, but the, yeah. the entire spiritual world is very real. But God has not said very much about it in his book. He has given us just enough to know to combat their lies and not be afraid of them. Yeah. And I think if you dig into his book and focus on what's good, then the lies and the power of the enemy, which oh, is very yes. real, but the lies and the power of the enemy will not control you yeah and i think that's yeah and that's, you don't you don't have to go to other sources to figure no, it out just please. go to the bible don't yeah don't have to venture down the rabbit hole of or or like a very biblically grounded mature friend who yeah. can guide you through what the scripture says but yeah anything anything you want to say i don't know we just we just went down the rabbit hole a we little bit so deep did we? I feel like we, we just kind of scratched the surface a little bit around these things. Well, but let's table some of these <laughs> other crazier talks what, the, for the Tower of Babel. Have we ever talked about that? Not like this. Not in this context. Let's yeah. table that. Yeah, let's table that. Um, anything you want to say, Medusia? Uh, I guess I can just like pray. Up. It's like, well, we can pray, but like, um, so often people want to explore the supernatural and the spiritual world. And um, I mean, they literally ask for spirit guides. I mean, that's how much they want to, to know these things, to, to experience these things. And, um, yeah. and God actually wants us to know and experience these things too. Yeah. Uh, I will say that the, the supernatural world wants you, both sides of it do, that the demonic wants you and God wants you, but you will never navigate the spiritual world and whatever is in it safely without jesus without his protection without him being the way the truth and the life without him being the narrow pathway like he literally says it's like the wide is the path to destruction there's so much of the supernatural we cannot handle and cannot take on without him and we will you will if you're if you're engaged in that and you're watching it as a lark you will be destroyed like your spirit guide is a liar all he wants from you is to steal your place from God's side because he doesn't actually care about you. 
he hates Jesus. He hates Jesus and he knows he can't actually do anything to Jesus. So what's he going to do? He's going to attack the people that Jesus loves, you. You are nothing but a means to an end for Satan. He doesn't care about you. He hates you. But he only hates you because God loves you. If God didn't care about you, he wouldn't have anything to do with you at all. You're just um, a means to an end. He just uses, he abuses, he destroys. And it's the most evil of all because it's not even personal. It's against God. Don't take your guidance from a hateful liar named the devil. Man. Sign us out, Medusia. Pray us out. Yeah. Um, well, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the time that we've had together. Thank you so much that well, we want to bring light into these areas of darkness, Lord Jesus. And the only way we know how is just to lift you up and glorify you and say that you have conquered the grave, conquered the powers of darkness, and shamed all of these principalities, God. Um, and that in you, they have no power. But Lord Jesus, help us to remember that we fight these battles spiritually and not physically, and that the only way we can do that is to be close to you, to put on the full armor of God. Thank you for my friends, and thank you for all these viewers here, God, and I pray this message really ministered to them. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And uh, uh, thank you guys for making it to the end of the episode. If you liked this episode and you're not yet subscribed, go ahead and subscribe and thumbs up this video and if you really liked it share it with a friend that'll help us get the message of the podcast out to more people um also we have an app called divine creative so if you go to the app store you can download that and give to the podcast if you want to see us keep going or give at divinecreative.org we will see you next time